I have to say, there's a lot of things that we can overthink when we're starting a virtual assistant business and choosing a name for our business can definitely be one of those things that we can overthink and overanalyze and all of that. But that being said, choosing a name is really important, of course, because it's the first impression that clients get of our business. And it kind of sets the tone for what we want our business to feel like and to look like to people. You're listening to the Support Squad podcast, where virtual assistants come together to share their best business tools and tips. Virtual assistant for life coaches, Sharon Nissen, created the Support Squad with a firm belief in community over competition. Whether you're a new virtual assistant looking for advice on how to get started or an established virtual assistant looking to expand your skills and invite even more abundance into your career, you're in the right place. Working from home doesn't have to be lonely. We're in this together. Now, here she is, the host of the Support Squad podcast, Sharon Nissen. Today, I'm going to share uh, some things that you should consider when you're choosing a name for your virtual assistant business, because it's not quite as simple and easy as just picking a name and running with it. And then I'm going to make a case for um, just using your own name and creating a personal brand around yourself. And I want you guys to bear with me on that because I know a lot of people, they feel like there's there's a few things that make us feel like legitimate business owners, like having a website or having a logo or having some kind of like cute name for our business. And we think that those are the things that are going to make us seem legitimate. But just like I was talking about last week with building a website, choosing a name is also a place that we don't need to overthink things and we should kind of keep things simple in the beginning. So I want you to bear with me as I make a case for using your own name as your business name. So if you don't know me yet, my name is Sharon Nissen. I am a virtual assistant coach. I am the creator of The Support Squad, which is a podcast and membership community for virtual assistants. And it's my mission to help women build happy online businesses that light us up, that make us happy, and that inspire us. So if you're listening right now, please drop in the comments. Let me know. Have you chosen a name for your business? Is it someplace that you're stuck? Um, Have you thought about using your own name for your business? And Let's dive into what we're going to talk about today. So first of all, when we're choosing a name, there's a few things that we need to consider. It's not just as simple as picking a name and running with it because that could lead to um, us running into some problems. So one thing you should consider when choosing a name is if you change your niche as a virtual assistant. So if you change your specialty or if you change your ideal client or you change the services that you offer, is your name going to still make sense? Or are you going to have to completely start over and like, do things all over again if you decide to go in a different direction? So for example, When I first started as a VA, you know, it was a progression. At first, I was a general virtual assistant. Then I was um, a a podcast manager for for life coaches. And then I was um, a system strategist and content creator for life coaches. 
if from the very beginning of my business, I had chosen something like, you know, spiritual podcast management or something like that, it would have really boxed me in. I would have had to change everything as I grew my business. And as we know, as VAs, and as we know, when we're choosing our specialties, our business is going to evolve and change so much. So we have to give ourselves room to grow. So first of all, yeah, if you're, if you're deciding on a name, just ask yourself, If I go in a completely different direction in my business, if I make a major pivot, is my business name still going to make sense? So then another thing we should definitely do, maybe you have an idea in your head of what your business name should be already and you, you are sold on it. You're like, this is such a cute name. It's like so perfect because it fits like these different things in my life. It fits my ideal client. And I just know that this is it. And so you start making your logo, you start building your website, you start just going all in with this business name. And then you start putting yourself out there. And I have seen this happen with virtual assistants and businesses. They start putting themselves out there and then they realize or they they're starting to get feedback from people that their name is confusing or it's not as clear as it seemed in their head or or that there's connotations around it that they didn't realize like maybe something that you think sounds really cute in your head to someone else could mean something totally different. Um, And we have to be really careful there. So I really recommend before you take a name and start running with it in your business that you ask a lot of people for feedback. So hop in here to our Facebook group, hop into other groups where entrepreneurs and uh, especially your ideal client hangs out and ask them, hey, what do you think of this business name? What does it say to you? What like impressions does it give you um, about me and about my business? Like, what's the first thing you think of? And you might be surprised by what people say. And that's why it's so important to get that feedback. So um, another thing you should kind of do is do a Google search of your, and we'll go into more of like what you should really check into before you finalize name, but do a Google search for your business name. And even if someone doesn't have your exact business name, you might see your business name come up um, for like weird things that you don't want to be associated with. So just do a little bit of diligence and get a little bit of feedback before you decide on that name. So then... um, Another thing I want you to think about is, does it speak to your ideal client? So this kind of goes into that feedback piece. Go ahead and check in with your ideal client and Facebook groups. That's what these communities are for, so that we can, you know, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Like, get in, get some feedback. Make sure that your um, business name speaks to your ideal client. Because, again, the things that might personally connect with us and make sense in our heads might not connect with our ideal client. We want to make sure there's no disconnect between what we're feeling for our business and what our ideal client is thinking. So then the next part is there is some homework you have to do just like to make sure you're legally covered and to kind of set yourself up for success with your business name. Um, The first thing I always do when I think of a new business name, a new business idea, I go on over to Google domains and I see if my domain name is available because, um, you know, 
as we're putting out products and things like that, we want to be able to easily point people to our website. We want it. To, we don't want to have to add like numbers or, you know, change up, you know, our domain to like, just because our domain name wasn't available. So even if you're not building a website right now on Google domains, you can probably, you can usually buy your URL for like um, $12. And so go ahead, once you decide on that business name, buy that domain name, even if you're not going to use it right now, just so that you reserve it and you have it. If your domain name is not available, I would kind of think about if that's going to be a direction you want to go, especially um, if you plan to expand your business, create digital products, and really build a brand around yourself. You want to make sure you have that domain. Um, Another thing that you should do once you've decided on that business name, go ahead and grab all your social media handles. So even on places like Twitter and TikTok or places you think you might not be, go ahead and grab your handle and all of those places so that you can keep it consistent across all of platforms as you change up your strategy and all of that. Again, it looks really unprofessional to add numbers or, you know, we have to add weird things to your handle. It's it's best to keep it as simple, simple as possible. So go ahead and grab those handles while you can um, and make sure they're available and do that before you go full force into into using your name. Um, The other thing you want to do is register your name in your state and make sure your business name isn't already registered in your state. And the best way to do that is just to Google how to register a business in your state name. What you usually are gonna be brought to is the website for your secretary of state. And you can usually do a quick search in the registry to make sure that no one has registered that name. One thing about that is if you do business by your own name, you usually don't have to do that in most states. So that's just a little tidbit. If you just are using your own name, usually don't have to register your business name. Um, And then the other thing to do just to make sure you're not stepping on any toes and that you're set up legally, no one's going to come after you for using their name. You're going to go to the U.S. Patents and Trademarks Office website and do a search to see if there's already a trademark mark on your business name and make sure you're all set and legally covered. You're not using anyone's trademark when you're using naming your business. So all that said, um, if you want to come up with like a cute, fun, like catchy name for your business, take all of those steps. But what I really recommend is to just go with your own name and build a personal brand around yourself. And I know this from my own experience and the experience of people I've coached and people that I've seen really change their business. So I'm going to make this case to you and I want you to hear me out. So first of all, when you choose your own name as a business, it instantly makes you makes it easier for someone to connect with you. It feels more personable. It feels more relatable. People feel easier to trust you because when we're online and trying to sell our services, you know, we're our, our businesses are real businesses, but we are solopreneurs. We are our businesses. So in order to gain trust by people, they don't want to see that there's like a wall between um, like that you're hiding behind anything. And sometimes I've heard this from clients too. If someone has like a, a cute 
business name or, you know, is not putting themselves out there in a more personal way, it becomes more difficult to trust that person. Whereas if you're using your name instantly, they're like, oh, this is this, this, this person, this is what they do. This is their business. There's no, um, like mask on anything you're doing. You are your business and your clients can feel that. And it's important to remember that, High quality clients that are going to pay high rates, they are really looking to hire people. You know, I see um, clients that that are happy to go to businesses and agencies with cute names, but a lot of times they're not as interested in paying the higher rates that we deserve that as specialized service providers. And they're not as interested in getting to know and value and respect you as a person. So that's another reason I really think for service providers, for solopreneurs, using your own name is a great way to go. The other reason that's really it's a really good idea to do this is because you literally right now, right now you might not have ever had a client. You might not have ever, um, you know, worked as a VA. You might not have even started in your business yet. And you think right now, like, oh, I'll never want to, you know, expand beyond just offering services. I'll never want to go into coaching. Not, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to create a course or digital products. I mean, I don't, haven't even started my business yet, but trust me. When you step into the online space, you're going to very quickly realize all of the opportunities that are available to you. Our businesses start to take on kind of a life of their own. Never in a million years did I think I would be doing this right now. Like when I first started as a VA, I never thought I'd be sitting here with a mic talking to other VAs and teaching them how to build their businesses. I could never have imagined that. And so that's why I really think it's important that from day one, we are building a personal brand around our business. We are selling ourselves, our personality, showing up to serve as ourselves, as our own authentic selves, because that gives us so much freedom to evolve in our business. And that makes it so that when you do want to make that transition into making digital courses and or something like that. You don't have to transition out of your business name and into something brand new. It can all be under that same umbrella of you, of you and your personal brand and who you are and what you offer. I mean, when we look at the big solopreneurs, online like digital marketers, all of the big people that we look up to, like Marie Forleo or Jenna Kutcher, all these people Tony Robbins, I mean, all of these people that are marketers that might have started in one way, we don't know them by a business name. We know them by their own name. And I'm sure that most of the coaches and most of the people that you look look up to, they might have started somewhere in their business, but we know them for who they are and um, their own personal brand. So I really recommend thinking about just like owning it because sometimes having a business name, it's just another like safety blanket that we're, that we're hiding behind when really we could be um, stepping into something that we can really grow and expand in, in a really authentic way. So for example, me, when I um, so I, I never had a business name for as a VA. I was always just, I always just went by my name. I was just Sharon. And I, so I could transition into using different taglines. So Sharon Nissen, I'm a virtual assistant for life coaches to Sharon Nissen, VA and podcast um, manager to Sharon Nissen, 
um, podcast manager and system strategist. So you can change that tagline so that you can let people know what you're doing, but you can continue to use your name. But when I started the support squad, again, I wasn't having that foresight into where things could go. So I was like, it's going to be a podcast and a membership community. I'm going to call it the support squad. And that's what's what it's going to be. But now I have all of these programs I want to create, all of these courses that I want to create. So I transitioned my, my Instagram hand. Instagram handle to my own name, the Sharon Nissen. I created a separate one for the support squad. And now I'm thinking about like, I need to change my website from being the support squad.com to SharonNissen.com because I have all of these other things under the umbrella of me and my brand that I want to create. And that's something that you might have happened to you as a virtual assistant. So just keep in mind, you have no idea how your business is going to grow. Even if you think you know that you don't want to be anything more than a, a service provider and a VA, you might surprise yourself with what you want to take on as you grow. So that's my case for using your own name, keeping it really simple, building a personal brand. And P.S., that makes it really easy to create a logo. You just use some cute script, add your tagline below it, and then just roll with it. Everything doesn't have to be, like I explained last week, you'd, every, things don't have to be fancy to be effective. You don't need to overthink this stuff. You can keep it so simple. And the more simple you create things, the more freedom you're creating in your business to really grow and expand and explore and play and have fun. Like let's not box ourselves in too quickly. Um, and then side note too, it just, like I was mentioning, it's just a lot easier legally and like business foundations wise to get set up for things. If you're just using your own name, because as soon as you're operating under a different business name, you know, you have all these different things you have to register where with your own name, you're just yourself and you can just roll with it. So anyway, I hope that was helpful to you guys. Um, uh, don't let me, if you have a name for your business that you are so set on, don't let me tell you that's not a good idea because I do know service providers that have chosen cute names for their business and are doing awesome, um, but just some food for thought. So let me know how that goes for you guys. And thanks so much for tuning in. I will see you guys here next week. Same time, same place. Do you want to learn how to become a virtual assistant? When you sign up for my free Become a Virtual Assistant series, you'll get instant access to a virtual portal with a five-part video series and a 50-page ebook that breaks down all of the steps you need to take to become a successful virtual assistant. You'll get instant access when you sign up for free at thesupportsquad.com slash become a virtual assistant. That's thesupportsquad.com slash become a virtual assistant.